Hello, football faithful. Welcome back to another episode of Weekend Wagers. I'm your host, Eric Warner, at WarnerBro24 on Twitter. Joined, as always, on the weekends by Mr. Ziad of Yo. at PixHammerhead on Twitter. Give him a follow. So we had a good Thursday night football game this week. Hopefully that's a sign of things to come for week eight. Uh, week six and seven, been a little lackluster to say the least. So hopefully week eight uh, is a lot like that uh, Thursday night football game. What did you think of Rodgers going in yeah. and uh, getting a win? Green Bay really shut me up on, on Wednesday in the underrated, overrated segment that we did. I said the Green Bay Packers were overrated and Aaron Rodgers with – minimal offensive weapons he played amazing and the defense played really really well so yeah I, I have to eat my words with green bay i guess for now but i still don't think they're a super bowl team arizona on the other hand without deandre hopkins look kind of lost and that was key that was key and that's the stuff with handicapping you gotta remember you can't predict deandre hopkins missing three quarters of the game like yeah. it it's he did such have a factor an, he did have a hamstring problem going into the game right but but when he says he plays when he says he's gonna play and i mean he had an effect on the game even in the short stint that he was in catching that long ball man i cannot believe that he actually grabbed eric soaks's face mask (laughs) he was in you're you're stiff arming it with you're stiff arming him the whole way into the end zone and then the last second you decide to grab his mouthpiece and face mask yeah curious decision but Anyways, Green Bay with a big-time win. That puts them in a tie with Arizona for top seed in the NFC at 7-1. The NFC is exciting. It's going to come down to the wire, I think. But alrighty, on to week eight. As always, all odds are brought to you by CoolBet. CoolBet is the most transparent gaming company in the world. CoolBet also provides the best odds in Canada with world-class customer service. For first-time users, use deposit code DOINK for a 100% welcome bonus up to $200 when signing up with CoolBet. That's code DOINK, and CoolBet will match your first deposit up to $200. Give our friends at CoolBet Canada a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CoolBet Canada. CoolBet, stay cool and bet responsibly. All right, we got an NFC South matchup to open things up here. Carolina is going into Atlanta. The Falcons are three-point favorites. Totals set at 46.5. Do you have a feel on this game? Uh, it's, it's, a t- it's a tale of two teams that are, one, trending upwards, and the other really trending downwards. So it's, it's going it's, – I'm excited to see Atlanta coming off their bye after – you know, like showing that they can play offense pretty well. They, D, DVOA, though, has them ranked 25th. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can take advantage of Carolina's lackluster play. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure. I don't, have a, I don't have a lean here, really. I'm locking in the Carolina Panthers plus three, to be honest. I, I can't believe this spread moved the other way to get to three. The spread opened at Atlanta minus two. Now that it's gone to three, I think that giving Carolina a field goal in this game is too many points. Atlanta beat the Miami Dolphins by two. Why are we assuming that they, they're going to beat a division opponent by more than three here? I know Carolina's trending downwards, but 
Atlanta or Carolina's biggest weakness is their offensive line. I don't think Atlanta can take advantage of their weak offensive line. Sam Darnold got benched last week. I think it's a wake-up call for him. He knows he has to play better. And a soft Atlanta defense, I think, is the perfect perfect, uh, matchup for him. Yeah, it's... The thing that scares me, though, is how bad Sam Darnold's played lately. And he got benched last week for P.J. Walker. Luckily for him, P.J. Walker is not a starting QB, is not a threat to take his job. But Sam's definitely got to play better and protect the ball more. Yeah, I I guess I, I just have a r- little rule that I like to use is when, who's the best unit in this game? In my opinion, I think the best unit on the field is the Carolina Panthers defense. And I'm getting plus three. So for me, I like that quite a bit. Is what's his name playing? Uh, sorry, cornerback that they got from Stefan Gilmore. No, sorry, he's not back yet. That would have been a big get. Shaq Thompson is questionable, though. So getting him back on the field would be even better for that defense. But I like the matchup for this Carolina D line versus the Atlanta O line. So getting three points in a division game, lock me in. Next game on the card would be an AFC East matchup, a rematch from earlier in the year. The Miami Dolphins are going into Buffalo. Buffalo, this spread has ballooned out to 14. They're favored by 14 now. Totals 48 and a half. Do you have a play on this one? It's tough to take 14 points in a division division matchup here, but Buffalo handled Miami, Miami quite easily. Uh, in their last matchup this year, Buffalo won 35 nothing. I don't think the Dolphins are going to come out that flat again this week. I think Miami definitely has revenge on their mind. They're definitely going to play better than they did last week. Tua's been better as of late. The Dolphins have been scoring more points. They scored 20 and 28 points in their last two games. Jalen Waddles had it in a emergence to his he started yeah yeah to, to his season he's been playing really well he's a reliable target for Tua he's had seven and ten receptions in the last two games they they get uh Jones and Howard back right they're healthy now uh they're not on the injury report so yeah I assume that they're playing uh Devontae Parker is questionable um just it's like it's just tough though because Buffalo is so good defensively defensively they're first in total yards against, second in points allowed, six against the rush, and first against the pass. They're the best team DVOA by some margin, according to Football Outsiders, and the second best team behind them. They're just the second best team. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so the, the Bills are just, you know, really, they're... really, really clicking this year, so it's hard to take, it's hard to take, you know, to take a side both ways. Yeah, I don't have a play on this one. 14 points is a large, large spread. I'm going to stay away, but I kind of lean the Bills. Remember, they're off a bye and just lost to the Titans. So they had a week to sit on that loss. I think that makes them come out angry. Their strength on defense is their D-line. The weakness of Miami's offense is their O-line. Yeah, they should get after Tua. So that... That would make me lean Buffalo, but I'm staying away. Just too many points in a division game. Yeah, and Tua under pressure, too. Just a mistake waiting to happen, an interception waiting to happen. So right on. It is tough to take Miami, even though they're giving you 14 points. 
Next game on the card is an NFC matchup. The San Francisco 49ers are going into Soldier Field, taking on my Bears. How about this total? 39 and a half. Such a low total. Going to be an ugly game, probably. San Francisco's four-point favorites. Khalil Mack has been ruled out in this game for the Bears. That's a big one for their D-line. They're getting offensive lineman Borom back, though. Um, Hopefully help out at right tackle, which was the major, major issue last week in Tampa Bay. I don't like what I saw from San Francisco last week whatsoever. It was ugly, that performance against uh, Indianapolis, so I'm staying away from them for at least a week. They really let me down last week. Chicago, I can't bet on my favorite team, and how could you bet on this Bears team right now, the way their offense is playing? This is a stay away for me. Yeah, definitely a stay away for me, too. It's four points on the road with this San Fran team that has not been playing good football. I, I, I'm, I think Jimmy's starting this week, even though Trey Lance has been... Uh, ruled active like he's he's going to he's healthy this week but i don't know if he'll get the start over jimmy this might be jimmy's last week as a starting quarterback for the san fran 49ers i think his time's up there um and yeah they definitely need to change because they're not playing good football the total at 39 i think is fair like yeah it's gonna be a low scoring ugly game and the chicago defense has been pretty good lately so yeah, I, I don't, I don't have a side to take, but if I'm going to lean something, I'm leaning the under. George Kittle remains out in this game. It's he'll be activated off IR for next week. They already announced. Uh, Trent Williams is questionable, so I'm low on the San Francisco offense right now. But getting those two pieces back will be massive for them. So I'm staying away from San Francisco for now. But I think we'll have a nice buy low opportunity on them down the road. Once they get their two all pros back on offense. We got an AFC North matchup next. A lot of division games this week, I guess, maybe. Uh, Pittsburgh is going into the dog pound, taking on Cleveland. The Brownies are four-point favorites. Total in this one's 42. Who do you have in this one? It's tough to pick one of these two teams because they're both in the AFC North, and I don't like either one of them. but. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh here. Mike Tomlin coming off a bye. Unreal uh, record against the spread. The Pittsburgh Steelers are finally healthy and have been playing better before their bye week. They still can't run the ball and they can't really throw the ball deep downfield, but their defense is still very good. And when TJ Watt is healthy, might be the best defender in the league. So. I'm not confident with Baker after his injury. He he will, uh, I think he, he I he's think back. he's playing yep. this week. Yeah, he's back. Uh, and and Nick Chubb they got back, so they'll. Yeah, I just I just think Pittsburgh's defense is too much, and uh, what is it? Three and a half points right now. Four, four. points. Yeah, so taking the four, uh, with Pittsburgh on the road in a huge game in the AFC North, loser. Will be the uh, will go to the bottom of the division. So you're locking it in, yeah. I'm locking in Pittsburgh at plus four. There you go, Z's first pick of the week. 
I, to be honest with you, am leaning Cleveland. I'm not going to lock anything in until I see the injury report announced on Sunday. Cleveland is still really banged up, and if they're missing um, some offensive linemen still, such as um, Jack Conklin, Chris Hubbard, uh, who's their center, Treader, I got to see if these guys are back on the field because they're just a different team uh, running the ball with their O-line healthy, and especially against the Pittsburgh D-line. You need all your horses when you're going up against that Pittsburgh front seven, so... I'm waiting to see injury report, but I don't have a great feel on it right now. So Yeah, just Cleveland's banged up, and yeah. Pittsburgh is also, healthy coming off a bye where Tomlin is really good in that situation. So right, taking should, the four points is... I yeah. should have mentioned Denzel Ward has already been ruled out, which right, is also... A, yeah, yeah, it's a huge, huge loss for the secondary of the Browns. Next game on the card, the LA Rams are going into Houston as 16 point favorites. Total in this one's 46 and a half. I believe it's Davis Mills getting a start again. I haven't activated Tyrod Taylor off. Yeah, Davis Mills is starting. So, so I, this team, the Houston Texans, have put up five or less points in three of their last four games. In the modern NFL, that is so difficult to do. To put up less than five points three times. That's awful. Davis Mills, I kind of feel bad for the guy. He's got nothing around him, especially since the injury to Laramie Tunsil. I don't see how this offense scores points. It's really, really ugly right now. They've scored a combined 39 points in five games. In their last five games. A combined 39 points. Right, you t- and if you take away that, take away that t- uh, New England twenty-two game, points in New England. Yeah, yeah, like it is really, really ugly what they've uh, been producing. But I don't. The Rams have had such a soft schedule the last few weeks, right? Taking on Detroit, and then prior to that, um, the they blew out the Giants big time. I feel like it's hard when you're playing a third bottom team in a row to keep that same high energy laser focus but they didn't have that focus last week well it took detroit pulling off two fake punts and an onside kick for that cover that's not gonna happen that often right but if i was sean mcveigh though i'd have the boys fired up saying like we almost lost to detroit at home and now we're playing houston we gotta show everybody that we're for real not a joke and the spread though is the spread is massive. The spread's sixteen now. Yeah, that the thing is though, Houston's not putting up fourteen points. They're not gonna score fourteen points. And if you look at the the total, it's forty six and a half. So do the Rams score thirty and Houston scores ten and the Rams cover? I, I'm I wouldn't be worried about this a backdoor cover here with Houston. It's because Houston can't score. Right, and like Houston's only offensive weapon would be Brandon Cooks. Well, welcome to Jalen Ramsey's island. Like if he erases Brandon Cooks from this game, it could be a, it could be a less than seven. Like and Arizona smashed them last week, beat them by twenty five when the spread was. Did the spread hit? Tw- it hit twenty. In that I think game. before when it closed, yeah, it was around nineteen and a half twenty. And Houston started that game 5 nothing, <laughs> and then got outscored 30 Cobb the rest of the game. So 
I'm under, leaning, leaning Rams, leaning Rams at as well. 16, but I'm not going to put it on my card just yet. I'll have a couple of days to think about it and to dig deeper into things. But yeah, leaning Rams, not on the card just yet. Check the Twitter on Sunday morning. Alrighty, into Tennessee versus the Indianapolis Colts, another division matchup. The Colts are two and a half point favorites. Total in this one's 51. And I. And can't believe I'm doing this. I am back in Carson Wentz this week. I have Colts minus two and a half on my card. I'm right there with you, brother. All right. I like it. I love it. I love it. I think the Indianapolis Colts can stop, or I should never say stop Derrick Henry, but they have a beast of a front seven and should be able to slow down Derrick Henry or limit him. They got a great ground defense. DVOA, the best rush defense. That's right. And Carson Wentz is kind of, he's doing a good job taking care of the ball. This Titans defense last week limited Patrick Mahomes to three points. They are feeling themselves. That is not going to happen again. This is still on paper one of the worst defensive units in the league. They do not have any talent in the secondary whatsoever. T.Y. Hilton should be back this week for Indianapolis. He's huge for that offense. And Michael Pittman, I loved what I saw out of him last week. They have two viable options at wide receiver and a real, real strong run game with uh, Jonathan Taylor. I was really close to putting the Colts in an uh, in underrated territory in our episode on Wednesday. Yeah. This is also a rematch. The Titans got the better of the Colts earlier this year, but if you remember, that was the game that Carson Wentz was coming into it with two bum ankles. And I think when you're two good teams, it's hard to beat the same team twice in the same year. Exactly, especially in the in your same division. Yeah. So. And Tennessee, if they win this game, they all but lock up the division. They would go to 97% to win the division if they win this game. I think the Colts will have tons of revenge on their mind. And it's kind of like a do-or-die game for the Colts. They, Mike Reich will have the, these guys ready to play. The Colts are also 4-0 against the spread in their last four. They've been playing pretty good ball as of late. Jonathan Taylor has been running so well. He's one of the most exciting guys to watch run. Like The way he hesitates at the line and then just explodes when he finds a hole. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be... It's, I think it's going to become more obvious to people how good he is very soon. So yeah, I'm going to go with the Colts here. And take uh, minus two and a half with you. Right. And as always, Braden Smith is questionable. He's a big, he would be big if he plays for the Colts. Xavier Rhodes is also a big uh, uh, question mark for the Colts. He's their best cornerback. He's really key in this game considering Julio Jones is out for the Titans. Right. Yeah. I forgot to mention that. Julio so is out. That leaves, that leaves um, AJ Brown and Xavier Rhodes would be huge to help limit him. So. Can get good news from that injury report on Sunday. Hopefully, we're both riding with the Colts. Next game on the card, the Cincinnati Bengals are 11-point favorites. Take that in. The Cincinnati Bengals. I believe before the season started, the way, way, way look-ahead line, this game was Cincinnati Bengals, or New York, sorry, this was New York Jets minus one in this game. (laughs) It has flipped 12 points since the start of the season. The Bengals are 11-point favorites on the road going into the Meadowlands. 
taking on Mike White and the New York Jets. I think you'd be absolutely crazy to take Mike White, but you're getting 11 points. This could be a letdown spot for the Bengals, considering they just had the biggest win of the last, I don't know, five-plus years for that franchise. And this is the first time I could really remember the last few years the media is legitimately talking about the Bengals as a force. That screams letdown spot to me. Yeah, I agree with you, but they have been really good. They are a really good football team. They lead the AFC North. Jamar Chase is one of the best wide receivers in the league so far this year. And Trey Hendrickson has been a beast on their D-line. So the Jets, with Mike White starting, they did trade for Joe Flacco. They brought Joe Flacco back. He's not playing for personal reasons. I don't think he's ready to because he has to, like, move. And he's older, and it probably takes him some time. To move all of his stuff I back to New York. And I, I, you know what? I don't think he wants to play either. I think he's scared. I would be scared with that offensive line. And I don't think Joe wants to play football anymore. He wants to sit on the bench, you know, teach the court, a young quarterback a thing or two, get paid a million dollars or so. But I don't think he wants to play, especially for this Jets team. Yeah, I actually can't believe that in 2021, a team gave up an asset for Joe Flacco. I know it was a seventh round pick, like next in two years or whatever, but somebody gave up an asset for Joe Flacco. I can't believe it. Like, <laughs> it's a joke. Why wouldn't you just run out Mike White and see what you got out there? Well, the Jets are a joke. Yeah, absolute joke. I'm staying away from this one, though. They're, everything is in every stat for the Jets are pretty much in the bottom of the league, except yeah. for their, their get, uh, rush defense. Another factor is like they were embarrassed. Embarrassed last week, right? Like embarrassed. This is gonna be a huge tell to me if Robert Salah is a good coach in the NFL. If they come out with another pathetic performance, I'll have serious concerns about his future as a head coach. But when you get 54 points hung up on you, normally you respond the next week. So I I just I have I don't have a lean either way on this game. I could see I could see both outcomes, so I'm staying yeah, away. I agree with I agree with you though. This could be a letdown spot for the Bengals. So. That was the 1 p.m. games. They're brought to you by Manscaped. Do you know what's spookier than seeing a black cat on Halloween? It's shaving your balls with anything other than Manscaped. When it comes to below the waist grooming, there's no need to carve your pumpkins this Halloween because Manscaped is here to upgrade your grooming experience. Go from a bite-sized candy bar to a king-sized candy bar and join the 2 million men worldwide by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code DOINK. Unlock your confidence with the Performance Package 4.0. Inside, you'll find the holy grail of men's grooming items. They've made it easy for you to upgrade your grooming routine. The finely tuned pube products feature a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. The Lawnmower 4.0 is easily the greatest ball trimmer on the planet. And did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? This trimmer is a shower essential. That's 20% off and free shipping with code DOINK at manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code DOINK. Alrighty, on to the 4 p.m. slate. The New England Patriots are going into Los Angeles. The Chargers are 4.5 point favorites. Total set at 49.5. You have a feel here? 
I'm so torn in this game. Originally, I thought I wanted to go New England. But then after I looked into it, I felt like I wanted to go Chargers. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm probably going to stay away. New England and Mac Jones has been really, really good as a rookie this year. But they're going to have to commit to the run this week against a Chargers uh, rush defense that is really, really bad. They they get gashed on the ground. So are the Patriots' running attack good enough to keep up in L.A. and score points? Because you think L.A. is going to score points, even though New England has a pretty good defense. Their secondary is pretty banged up, though. So I'm kind of torn. I don't really know where to go here. What do you think? Yeah, you, you, I actually have the under on my card in this game at 49 and a half. I don't, I think that number's a little too high. I think it's inflated because we saw the Patriots hang up 54 last week. I don't think that's going to be a weekly occurrence. I think their plan of attack is going to be running the ball, keeping that clock moving the whole game. The way the Chargers defense is, they'll give up runs. They're just really, really protective against the deep pass. They dare you to try to go on these 12, 15 play drives up the field, not making mistakes. I think the Patriots can do that, but I think it's going to take time. And I also, on the other side, think the Patriots know that the Chargers like to throw the ball deep. They're going to play that style of you're not, you're not beating us deep. If you want to beat us, we'll give you the underneath stuff. I think it's going to keep the clock moving. I think 49 is a high, 49 and a half is a high enough number for me. I'm locking in the under. Yeah, it's a good look. It's a, I wrote it down. I'm going to look into the under, but I actually I think that's a really good call. I don't think New England is going to be able to put up that many points, and the Chargers' pass defense is pretty good. They're fourth in yards against, fifth in DVOA. So. All right, on to the next game. The Jacksonville Jaguars are going into Seattle. The Seahawks are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Total in this one's 44-and-a-half. Geno Smith still leading the Seattle Seahawks. It hasn't been pretty, but he's covered. Two games in a row, he's covered. Man, he doesn't look that bad. I know. He's the definition of a game manager right now, right? It's Yeah, he's not going downfield. and Well, he went downfield in the first play of the game last week to DK. And, yeah. But that but was this. The, yeah, he, they hardly got that many yards the whole rest of the game. This is by far the easiest matchup he'll have faced as a defense. He's gone up against the Saints and the Steelers defenses. This Jags defense is going to look like a college defense compared to what he's seen the last two weeks. But on the other hand, the Jags are coming off a bye, coming off a win. Does the Jags having a win before their bye mean that they are feeling good and going in the right direction, or they just partied for the last week? Yeah, I have no faith in Urban Meyer. To, yeah, to, to keep them, you know, in line and focused during their bye weeks. So. He was probably at the bar as well. <laughs> yeah, he probably set up some sort of rager. But they're they're defensively they're really really bad they're 32nd past dvoa and now they have to stop dk they have an anemic pass rush the only thing that scares me in this game if i'm gonna go seattle which i'm leaning is the jags rush the ball pretty well james robinson has looked really good and seattle can't stop the run even though last week seattle looked really good defensively against new orleans i thought 
I think James Robinson might have some success on the ground. Well, Kamara got his last weekend. Yeah, last he got week, he right? got a lot though through, through the, the air. air. Like he got like ten or seven, even though there were short dump offs. It, yeah, it, practically yeah. runs right. Like those are like throwing plays that are an extension of the run game when the ball's in Winston's hand for less than a second. But I can see the Jags moving the ball on the ground. You're right. So I don't know though. I I do like Seattle here. They have to win. They're they're expecting Russ back in what like maybe even next week or a couple no, weeks. Or? I think I saw week ten ish, week ten, week eleven. Okay, so but it's it's coming. You know he's not going to be out too much longer. And if they want to keep their season alive, they have to beat Jacksonville at home. The home team though in this matchup is five and zero against the spread in their last five meetings, and the favorite is also five and zero against the spread in their last five meetings. So things are pointing in the direction of the Seattle Seahawks, and I'm going to lock them up. You already talked yourself into it, eh? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Seattle at minus three and a half. All righty, Z locks in the Hawks. Next game on the card would be the Washington football team going into mile high, taking on a desperate Broncos squad, lost four in a row. Total is set at 44 and a half. Sorry, the spread in this one. The Broncos are favored by three and a half. You got the hook now on the Broncos. This is an ugly line. I I really don't have much on this game. I, I don't know what I'm going to get from Taylor Heineke. I don't know what I'm going to get from Teddy Bridgewater and this Broncos offense. And I don't know what I'm getting from either team's defenses. Like, both these defenses on paper should be playing a lot better than how they've played. I don't, I don't know what I'm getting from either team, so I'm staying away. Far away. Yeah, Denver's just so banged up defensively. Washington isn't so banged up. They're just disappointing. I think their defensive seven have been better. Washington's, you know, defensive friends have been better. But their secondary's awful, and... Jerry Judy returns for the Broncos this week, so Teddy has another weapon to go to. I just don't know, man. Three and a half points is a lot of points. You do get the hook with Washington, but I just don't trust Taylor Heineke anymore. Yeah, the this uh, Broncos defense is banged up. They're down still like three or four linebackers. When it hits one position like that, it really, really hurts. Bob yeah, they're, they're, ba- they're down to their practice squad linebacker. So yeah, that's tough. And Antonio Gibson, you know, might might get use a him, lot of work. Use him as a pass catcher. I could see that being a big time matchup. Uh, the both running backs, McKissick or Gibson, in space against a practice squad linebacker could be a problem. But I just don't have faith in back in the this Washington team. They're one in six this year against the spread. They've been one of the biggest disappointments in terms of what how the public perceives them. When you're one and six against the spread, that's basically Vegas is wrong about you, right? Like, I, I, I don't have a feel. I don't have much in this game, so let, let's move on. Next game is probably the best game of the 4 p.m. window. That would be the Buccaneers. Four and a half point favorites going into New Orleans. Total in this one's 48 and a half. Antonio Brown has been ruled out for the Bucks. That's really who they've ruled out. They have some question marks in Levante David and Gronk for the New Orleans Saints. They're coming in decently healthy, I believe. Um, I 
don't really see any big time names that are out. An offensive lineman and Andres Pete is out, but I I don't really have a feel on this one either. It's a division game. I could see it being a close one, but I so I lean Saints, but I don't like the idea of betting against Tom Brady. I think this is the best game of the week, and I expect this game to have fireworks in New Orleans at the Mercedes Superdome. I feel like New Orleans can show up and maybe even upset Tampa. If you remember last year, New Orleans beat Tampa twice and they smashed them uh, in one of the meetings. I think it was 38-3. Yeah. So I, I definitely see the Saints showing up here with no Antonio Brown. That leaves Mike Evans to be shadowed by Marshawn Lattimore. Lattimore. They have some history. Do have some history, but Marshawn Lattimore has owned Mike Evans in some of those matchups to the point where Mike Evans caught maybe one or zero balls. So I I do like the Saints' defense. Their defense is really good. They're third in DVOA. They're sixth against the pass DVOA and second against the rush DVOA. They're a really, really good defense. And Jameis Winston has looked pretty decent. He's protecting the ball. He hasn't looked great throwing the ball downfield, but he's protecting the ball. Last year or a couple of years ago, a version of Jameis Winston, when he gets pressured, he would throw up a jump ball or he would just make a bad, bad mistake. This year, he's taking sacks more. He's not throwing the ball into coverage. They only have six turnovers this year. But then again, Jameis has the fewest pass attempts in the league this year. They don't really throw the ball too much. But if right, can so, you blame them though? They don't really have anyone to throw the ball to. Exactly. And that's what scares me about um this matchup for the Saints offense against this Tampa front seven. Tampa's still really, really good at stopping the run. And they do have the linebackers. If David plays day David and Devin White are so good sideline to sideline. I think that even takes away Kamara as a pass catcher out of the backfield where he's so good. So if they if they can limit Kamara, that means it's on Jameis to air it out in this game. And that scares me. <laughs> that just that will always scare me. Regardless, I know he ha- he has been improved this year at uh keeping the ball safe, but it will always scare me when I think Jameis might have to drop back and throw the ball 30-plus times. And Tom Brady is playing. This man is 44 and playing his best football of his career. Like, he is lights out right now. I think he wants that MVP trophy. I think it's in his head. Like, getting an MVP at 44 is just another thing that makes him the GOAT. Like, it, it even helps his argument to be the GOAT of all GOATs. And I think he wants it. So I could see Tampa. Really, really laying it on this, laying it on them in this game. But again, division game four and a half. I, I'm staying away. Yeah, the the Bucks though are one and five against the spread in their last six meetings against the Saints. Yeah. The, the Saints are four and zero oh against the spread in their last four games following a following in against the spread loss. So I, I think. Um, yeah, you this, make this, that's yeah. right. We, I'm making strong arguments for both sides, so that's a stay away in my eyes. Like I could see the, I could see they. Vegas with a four and a half spread there is bang on. Like I don't see value in either way. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning the Saints. I'm not gonna put on my card yet. Check back on Sunday, but 
Yeah, I, I just feel like this is the spot for New Orleans. Like, this is one of those trap games where people are going to see the Bucks at less than a touchdown against Jameis Winston, and everyone will be all over it. So I, I just feel like this is a spot for New Orleans to, you know, to prove people wrong. On to the 8 p.m. game, a Sunday nighter. I'm I'm pretty pumped for this game. Uh, Dallas Cowboys are going into Minnesota. Minnesota's three-point favorites. Total in this one's 51.5. This spread opened at Dallas minus 1.5, maybe even Dallas 2. It has gone all the way to Minnesota minus 3, which really, really screams red flag because Dak Prescott is questionable with a calf injury. Does Vegas know something that we don't know? Why did this spread shift so much? And it shifted quickly. It went from one and a half to three on a snap. That means it wasn't one certain big bet that came in in Vegas that shifted the line. When you see a massive wager, the line will move maybe half a point, maybe one. To move four points like that is a huge red flag. Yeah, it's obvious it was about Dak. Yeah, so maybe there, maybe he's more questionable than we then they're leading on jerry jones was on radio saying he's playing he's playing it's not his calf so i don't know how jerry knows that i think this is a get right spot for minnesota or maybe not a get right spot or a, a coming out party for minnesota this dallas defense has been living off the turnover it's not sustainable they are giving up lots and lots of yards i think dalvin cook is healthier off a of bye both these teams are coming off the bye, I should mention. But Dalvin Cook getting to 100% is huge. He was out this week saying that his ankle feels 100% again. First time, really, it's felt 100% all year. He injured that in week one. So him being back is just a game changer for this offense because Dallas really likes to play man-to-man. Minnesota loves to run the ball and use play action. That generally is what you want against man. I think Dallas or Minnesota puts up big time points in this game. I'm locking them in at minus three. Yeah, it, it for me it totally depends what happens with Dak. If Dak's playing, I'm going Dallas. If Dak's not playing, that means you have Cooper Rush as your starting QB. Cooper Rush has thrown one ball in his four seasons in the NFL. I. <laughs> You're yeah, you're yeah. gonna yeah we're we're gonna have to I'm gonna have I'm definitely gonna wait until Sunday, um this is the late game so we might not get news that early in the game uh, that early in the day on Sunday but I'm definitely gonna wait to see if Dak plays if Dak plays their offense is just so good C D Lamb is having an amazing year and C D Lamb is going to be a really 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 good wide receiver in the NFL I think the same goes for Justin Jefferson as well but Kirk Cousins in prime time man, like yeah I just can't do that like he's proven time and time again that the bright lights just are too much for him so I hey listen even if Dak doesn't play I can't lock up Minnesota at minus three here yeah, I, I just think this Dallas defense is starting to get overrated. And, like, for example, Trayvon Diggs has seven interceptions. He has a passer rating against of over 100. He's on pace for allowing over 1,200 yards this season. He's a boomer bust player right now, and I think Kirk Cousins will be safe with the ball. And 
I like that matchup with Justin Jefferson. I think he beats him. So I, I think Minnesota is going to have no problem putting up points. It's just can Mike Zimmer's defense get enough stops? I think he's savvy enough, Zimmer, to come up with a game plan for his secondary. I'm, I, I, I like Minnesota. This is actually one of my more favorite picks of the week. So wait for that injury report. If Dak is ruled out, this is going to move up. This line will move up. So I'm locking in the three now. Yeah, if you're comfortable with Minnesota, I would take it now too because, Eric, you're right. Once Dak does get ruled out, if he's out, this line is going to jump a couple points. It'll probably move up to five, five and a half. Monday nighter this week would be the New York Giants going into Kansas City. Kansas City off one of their most embarrassing performances in the Pat Mahomes era. Still nine and a half point favorites. So Vegas is still respecting KC. Totals set at 52. I need to see this Chiefs offense play lights out again before I can take them. And I'm not taking this Giants team. They remain banged up still. Let me pull up the report here. You got Sterling Shepard, questionable. Kadarius Toney, questionable. Saquon Barkley, questionable. Their whole offense is questionable. Evan Ingram, questionable. Kenny Galladay, questionable. This is also to remember the injury report on Friday of a Monday night or so. Listen, if you're listening to this on Saturday, you'll have a better idea of who's playing for this Giants offense, but I can't back them right now. I'm staying away. I definitely can't back Kansas City, especially with the spread this high. Kansas City, they just don't cover spreads anymore. They're, I think they're 4-14 four and 14 against the spread in their last 18 games. They're 1-8 against the spread in their last nine home games. 1-7 against the spread in their last eight games as a home favorite. I just think Vegas is still respecting this team too much. But you're right. How can you bet on the Giants without knowing if anyone's going to play? Their whole offense is on is questionable. Daniel Jones, though, he's impressed me this year. And... If Kadarius, Kadarius Tony, who I think is playing, if Sterling Shepard, who I think is going to play, if Saquon Barkley does play, I'm definitely going the Giants here. Wow, you have a lean there. Okay, yeah. I have I, a, I'm leaning Giants. There's no way that I'm going to take Kansas City in 10 points <laughs> until they can show me that they can play defense and that their offense is back to normal, that Mahomes is going to stop making those turnover mistakes that their wide receivers other than Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey show up. So it's tough, man. 10 points or it's nine and a half. But yeah, staying away for now. Check back on Twitter on Sunday. There's quite a few games that are still up in the air for us. Definitely check back on Twitter Sunday morning and uh, we'll have more concrete plays then. That's right. My con- The plays I've already locked in would be Carolina plus three. Indianapolis minus two and a half, Minnesota minus three, under 49 and a half in the Chargers Patriots game. Yeah, so the three that I have locked up right now are Seattle minus three and a half, Indianapolis minus two and a half, and the Pittsburgh Steelers in Cleveland plus four. All right, everybody, enjoy Halloween Sunday football. Enjoy the weekend, and we will see you next week.